This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome back, TV junkies and couch potatoes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up. My name is Robert, and I'm sitting here, as always, with my co-host, roommate, and good friend, Rich. Yeah! Sorry, I probably blew out the mic there. Oh, but I'm stretching, stretching and flexing. Worth a good stretch. A good stretch can get, uh, you know, the ball rolling on any project. You gotta get that, like, that feline stretch out, where you get your claws extended and shit. That's right. Just fucking arch your back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What do we do here, dog? Well, what we do here is we talk about television. What we like about television, what we dislike about television, what's going on with TV right now. We watch shows that are old and shows that are new. Uh, yeah. Well, we the crux of everything is we select a show at random using our NetflixRoulette.net randomizer, and we watch the pilot episode. And then from there, uh, discuss it discuss whether or not we would like to see a full series run done of it, if it were up to us. And yeah, again, just letting the conversation go where it may about TV in general. Yeah, and if we pick it up in our personal lives. That's right. I went into a real, like, our personal lives. Mm -hmm. All right. Very self-help tone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, as any of our past listeners may know, uh, I don't usually pick anything up. I don't usually watch much TV, but uh, that is kind of changing. I watched a lot this weekend. My old standbys for the most part. But uh, uh, uh. What you watching? I have been watching. Um, here's the thing. I've been watching Bob's Burgers, but I realized there's a lot of episodes that I like never finished or I kind of like half paid attention to. <laughs> okay. All right. The second one makes sense. Right. So <laughs> the first one I'm very interested in. So yeah, it's just it's been something that like I've been rewatching these and actually seeing like now I remember the setup for this episode, but I never remember watching this payoff. It's happened like twice this week. That uh, like oh this is how it ends. I, I was like thinking to myself like oh well, I don't really think I liked this episode, and then I then I, the second thought was well did I finish this. <laughs> And uh, I actually found an episode that I really enjoyed that I didn't see the ending of, even though I totally thought I did. It's an episode where the kids basically start an underground casino. I remember watching that one with you. Yes, but for whatever reason, I remember it all the way up until um, basically the the big dramatic point is they get really deep in the hole to Mr. Fish Odor, yeah. like $5,000. But I did not remember how that gets resolved, which is very <laughs> funny. You should check it out. And I eked closer to finishing Daredevil. Oh, yeah, like, where you at? I am at episode six now. So Okay. What's going on around episode six? Refresh my memory. Because I actually finished Daredevil, yeah. finally. Um, well, actually... The so the Russians are going crazy and they okay. think that Daredevil and Kingpin are, are working t- together. Yeah, and the cliffhanger, which is actually probably one of my favorite cl- cliffhangers they've done so far, is the cops just roll up on Daredevil in the middle of him beating somebody down. They yeah. like freeze, and then just cut to black. Pretty cool. It is. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's about what I've been up to. Oh, and Justice League. They have Justice League on. 
uh, Netflix now, which mm-hmm. is very fun. Yeah. I remember that from a kid, from being a kid. Um, How about you? I uh, have been... Rich watches TV that is new. I do. I do. I, I, I wish I watched... Some more older TV, which is why I'm kind of glad that we do the podcast, because like it'll sometimes kind of give me a chance to to go back. I remember when I first uh, uh, had access to a Netflix account. The best way I'll put that is I tried to watch like all of Cheers, which is over 200 episodes. Wow! Um, I got like one season in before life caught up. Yeah, but it's totally worth trying to do because it's one of the best. TV sitcoms of all time and it redefines itself halfway through and it's just it's such a fucking amazing show yeah that I again I mentioned this on an episode before if it's still on Netflix I I hope to god we get it um, yeah I just want to watch Cheers right now yeah absolutely um and I was gonna say this as well it's probably best that you're you're the you're you know it's not a bad thing to be choosy about your TV watching like that, you know, I feel like how, 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 you know, uh, 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 precious you are with your, your viewing hours mm-hmm. and how liberal I am with mine, uh, uh, giving, giving copious amounts of chances to shows that I guess I don't really even like, uh, you know, we're the... This podcast uh, is a dichotomy. It is. It's very well balanced, you know. Yeah, you know, Rich will hang in with things, which is good, too, because you see a show turn from something that is sort of getting off to a slow start or Mm -hmm. might not seem appealing, but then you find out it's very good, like fresh off the boat. Yeah. And then you see other shows, so you, you give it a good shot, you give it its best attempt, but then you realize when maybe... The creators are just not ready for it or mishandling mm-hmm. it. Like Hollywood, would that be one that just oh, big didn't time work out in Hollywood, Florida? Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, a couple things real quick. Uh, correction on Blackish. Uh, uh, I've mentioned a few weeks ago that that was their season season finale. Twas not. Um, it was just a really good episode that wouldn't have been a bad season finale. Uh, mm-hmm. but they have their season finale coming up. I guess tonight when this podcast drops. Okay. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's see. I another finale I watched last night was the Brooklyn Nine Nine finale of season two, which, uh, yeah, was a really good episode for what was probably uh, a weak sophomore season. In that there just wasn't a lot of focus. A lot of the stuff that they had going into season two, they kind of like dropped pretty early in the season. And then just all the seasons kind of became kind of standalone bottle episodes. Okay. Which they were still fine. They were still entertaining. I was still enjoying myself. But that was one of the things that, and again, this is from the guys who worked on Parks and Rec. Um, and and one of the, and uh, Mike Shore, who was like kind of learned under the tutelage of Greg Daniels from The Office. Again, the fucking coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Um like, you know, that was one of the best things is like the, you know, them actually telling stories and narratives, mm-hmm. like arcing over several episodes and seasons. Uh, and so, yeah, that was definitely lacking. But I also think that had a lot to do with the final season of Parks and Rec. I talked about this before. Hopefully 
Shore and Gore can kind of focus their energies on Brooklyn Nine-Nine now. And uh, and it's paying off in this finale. It was a great finale. Uh, cliffhanger ending. Uh, that literally had me rushing to the internet to see if certain characters were actually leaving the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, cool. Um, yeah, it was it was it was great, and and and, and they also finally like moved big pe- set pieces as well, and big plot pieces, good, and just set them in or, or like set them in motion. Like there was a lot of shit to get off the pot this season that was like left dangling from last season. Mm-hmm. So glad to see that kind of just like finally just hit fucking play on that. That's good. Every time I've watched that show with you, it's been loaded with great actors and great characters yeah and it's nice to know that like you said they could be engaging in some long play stories yeah it's always uh especially this season especially it's always been uh uh, not as great as uh uh uh, uh, the parts were greater than the 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 sum Mm -hmm. uh but hopefully it'll start cashing in on that that would be great that's Um, a good way to put it yeah uh jesus christ i mean the Mad Men series finale happened uh, when we're recording this last night, and I don't have enough tears left in my tear ducts to really talk about it. Uh, much less, you're not necessarily um, uh, uh, caught up, uh, so to speak. Um, Mullet and Tony and I will be having a full-on blank slate for just Mad Men, um, and but I'll say this: they they fucking stuck the landing really that's excellent like so so it was amazing can you speak in terms of non-specifics of of what exactly was it and sorry has it just been this whole the whole series got wrapped up nicely or the season maintained well like could you just real quickly, yeah. has this thing been solid all the way through, or was like four was kind of shitty, but five got back on track? It, no, it, like the whole series hasn't been solid the whole way through. See, <clears throat> a series rarely is. <clears throat> Pardon me, but um, you know, and whether it be like storylines, particular plots, particular characters that are just kind of like weird and stand out, but. It just this this you know for the most part this last half of the season just really honed in on what it does best and and last night's episode was just pure concentrated excellence cool um and we're never gonna see another show like it ever again hands down wow yeah um just because of the the I don't know. It feels like a show that kind of like slipped by uh, in getting seven seasons because it was never a big ratings boon or anything like that. And it was never I've talked to so many people that are like bring on Mad Men. They're like, yeah, I got around to like season two. And I just I don't know. I just I, I didn't know. It's and probably, people just drop it. It's the thing that I wish that I had kept up on because I remember in season one, like I jumped on it. Right as season one ended, I think I caught up with DVDs, mm-hmm. but then didn't, and not because I didn't like it, but never did stay with it. But I think it's one of my biggest blind spots. There's a lot of other shows I really don't 
give a shit about yeah. and don't care to and will never catch up on. Mm-hmm. But Mad Men is one that I really would very much like to. It was a because it also helped uh, with all the wild uh, predictions that were going on for what the ending was going to be. Yeah. And what the ending could have been. It could have been anything. That was a beautiful thing about the show is because it wasn't a wrap up ending. You weren't going to get any closure or resolution on to a problem. Sure. Breaking Bad had a, a finite ending. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos more or less had a kind of, from what I understand, I've never seen a single episode of Sopranos, had a finite ending. Uh, the, the Wire wrapped up loose ends. This wasn't going to do that. There were a few that could be and did. Um, yeah, and there it was just goddamn life affirming, man. Cool, you know. Yeah, like it just it made it made you, and not in a fan servicey type of way, but it was just such a. I don't mean to spoil anything. It was such a happy ending. That's very nice to hear. I'm kind of like a big softy or whatever. Yeah, but that's good. I think and, that's wonderful. And while at the same time, because the more I think about it, you can also interpret it as a very cynical uh, uh, capitalist ending as well. Um, uh, to 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 be not happy. Gotcha. Uh, to, to 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 just not necessarily like a downer or like anything, but just like kind of like oh well, <laughs> all that for that. Okay. But like, but it's for that. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen it, you know what that is. Oh. Which was which was also something that a lot of people were predicting. Um, and like, and it did it. And yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, sorry. No, um, that's fine. So, so goddamn good. Well, one um, thing I want. And I hope we never see Matthew Weiner's kids hit again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, he wasn't in the, the finale. That's just me. His personal preference. Yeah. Um, I remember when Breaking Bad, Man Men were taking off. Yeah. This was in like Time Magazine. This was like someone who didn't really write a ton about TV, but they had like an article about mm-hmm. it. Um, and there is this photo of, it had to have been taken at the same time. It was Don Draper and Walter White. And they were like standing, facing away from the viewer or the camera. Mm-hmm. And they were turning, sorry, <laughs> turning back and looking over their shoulder. Because it was just a piece about AMC is kicking ass yeah. now. And Don was dressed in his gray suit. Mm-hmm. And and Walter was dressed in like the tidy whiteies with no pants. <laughs> and I swear it would have had to have been taken at the same time. Because it just so obviously symmetrical yeah the same thing i want to see if i can track down that photo that'd be great because i was like not knowing how huge both these shows would get and kind of how how much gravitas or seriousness Mm -hmm. goes along with them it's such a goofy photo in retrospect that's awesome (laughs) um but yeah i i gotta stop talking about that i understand yeah i'll fill it up um Couple other things. Uh, Sunday nights are just full on back. By the way, oh, now the Mad Men's ending. Fucking yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones, and it's super. It's just fucking really good. Uh, this past week had a particularly down ending. 
Um, I probably will not watch it. I, I'm, I'm based pretty... off of that, if that's like the most recent full episode you've seen in like years, yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I'm just not. I'm not into all the the. We just saw. Well, I just saw Mad Max this week, and I'm just. I don't know. I can't take all the marauding. Yeah, just all the just, negativity and, sh- and shit. I don't know. It's just... normally that's the other thing about Game of Thrones is like it normally ends on if not like an intriguing note or a high note, like a a, a dope note. And that was the least dopest note. Sure. I can totally understand for that particular ending. But also just like, I can't take all the... It's just like, it's just about politics. And everyone is like such a snarky... And even I'm just kind of not into like, everyone saying their full name. Like, I, I don't know why that's getting under my skin. But I'm just like, all right. It's taking me out of this. It helps... Uh, it. I know it helps me, like, because again, it you, helps you've because read the there's books. too many fucking people, <laughs> right? You've read the books, so you yeah. kind of know who everyone's supposed to be. But for someone who's never read the books, I told you last night, I'm finally just feeling like I have a firm grip on like geography. Yeah, I always knew like, hey, yes, there's the north, it's kind of in the middle, there's like something out west or east. Uh, but now I'm just like, yeah, Marin's here, motherfucker. Dorn's down there. Yep. Dorn is down there, right? Dorn is okay. down there. Okay, cool. Um, so, that's right. yeah. so that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, you got to kind of repeat a lot of the names and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there was uh, like the politics are some of my favorite things in that show. Like, like uh, 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 episodes where like they'll ever whenever they have to go to like the bank and shit like that. Like there was one episode where they had to go like to the bank and like Stannis had to like request some like a loan or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was a fucking great, fascinating scene. Cool. Last season was the like half of the season was just like a courtroom drama. And it was, it was compelling. It was amazing. Um, so, it, like, for a for a show that seems very genre uh, specific, it crosses into a lot of different other genres, which is pretty cool. That's neat. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to tell you to. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be hard pressed. It's very easy for me to tell you not to judge last night's episode on that ending. Um, but I get it. Um, but what I was gonna say is uh, Silicon Valley is having a very, very good second season. But that's something that actually does happen a lot in Silicon Valley, is there will be this great episode where, like, the team, the Pied Piper team, like, overcomes these obstacles, and then, the like, almost every episode ends with another dick being dropped on them. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, every episode ends on this, like, down note. And if that's what they're going to do, because, again, sort of last season was sort of the same thing, and then uh, it ended... With a big boon, with a big win, right? So if that's like gonna be the pattern and the 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 melody of every season, then like, all right, cool, that's a a, a measured thing. But every episode, I just feel so deflated, right? Uh, but it's still a funny show with a lot of talented people, so I keep watching, I keep coming back, cool. But it's just it gets a little frustrating. It does. Um, I've started watching Grace and Frankie. Uh, featuring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen, Sam Waterston, June Diane Raphael, Baron Vaughn, uh, Ethan Embry. Fucking, uh, who else is in this whole, there's a lot of people in the show and I'm missing. Uh, I know in the next episode, Ernie Hudson's in the episode. Um, fucking, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, it's not a great show. It's a very good show. Um, I meandered through like the pilot. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, here's the thing that I, I like about it. Shit. 
Um, well, see, I was in Vietnam, so I don't like Jane Fonda. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> um, the cool angle that I like about it, because the Martin Sheen and Sam Watterson characters like get a lot of shit and get a lot of guff for like doing this mm-hmm. to their wives and their kids are like you know kind of pissed off at them and everything. But this is basically like the alternate reality world because they're both like two very high profile, successful lawyers, attorneys. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the alt- that alternate reality of like these high profile businessmen that like, you know, live a closeted life for most of their life for like decades mm-hmm. and never actually do come out. And eventually like it comes out as a scandal or, ba- or, you know, against their will. And, and yeah, and it just comes out like through the media where this is them just finally taking ownership of it. Right. Owning it. Yeah. And and being it, which I think is a pretty cool, interesting take on it. Absolutely. Um, I do think the idea is really great. Both yeah. that and then the, the wives dealing with it. That too. That's a very unique thing. Yeah. Um, that said. Uh, yeah. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are probably <laughs> like the, the weak points of the show. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> like, I think Lily Tomlin more so than than because she's just kind of trying. She's trying to play that hippy dippy thing up a little bit more. Famous from or why do I know her name already? Uh, movies and stuff. Okay. Back in the day, hasn't had hasn't really had a lot of cultural relevance recently. Okay. Um, but yeah, she did stuff like variety show stuff as well. Okay. Um, and. It, yeah, I do like Jane Fonda in the show. Uh, Jane Fonda was also really good on the newsroom as well. She had like a reoccurring role on that, uh, as was Sam Watterson, like uh, a regular on that show. Every now and then, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, Sorkin pedigree in this show, because uh, every now and then, like Martin Sheen will show up like in a suit, and I'm like, oh, it's the president. That's <laughs> well, cool. Why's the Why's the president kissing kissing the guy from Law and Order? <laughs> That's Jed Bartlett. So Jed. All right. Hey, man. It's cool. That's so great. I'll have West Wing flashbacks. It's pretty great. It's like some slash fiction that somebody just put together, <laughs> but it's really a Netflix original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then eventually it hit me a few episodes in. I was just like, okay, this is the type of show that the Duplass brothers are going to make when they're 60. Okay. Cool. Essentially, it's... It's AARP Mumblecore. You know, I do want to say from like a moral standpoint, I do just like conversations and topics and media about old people. Yeah. And not like even saying old people, like I just said, it sounds pejorative, but it's not. It's like they're people like we have a big thing in this country. It's like they're not people or they're just, you know, they're uh, they're old. They're not really that interested anymore. But yeah. They're an underserved audience as far as giving them I like characters that they can identify with. Absolutely. Because you can say CBS all you trails. want, and that's who they're, you know, they're getting all that. But like there's not a lot of shows with with, you know, senior leading roles. Yeah. Or senior yeah, senior leading roles with characters that 
have developments. It's like, well, once you, once you start to get old, your life doesn't change at all anymore. And having, you know, yeah, issues and situations that they can relate with. Right. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to get old and like shows like that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Also. Uh, oh, also fucking Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Decker's in that show. And she's blowing me away. She's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this again? Uh, she was, she's, you know, um, I like her name. <laughs> I'm she sorry. was in that Adam Sandler movie. Just go with it. She's, she's, she's hot as hell. Okay. She's gorgeous. She's like a model turned actress. I think, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not a big Decker Who does head. she play? Does she play one of the daughters? She plays one of the daughters. Okay. Uh, she plays June Diane Rayfield's, uh, sister who June is great as well. Um, but yeah. You know, for being like this knockout blonde, she's playing like a mom Heck yeah. uh, with a really fucking complicated family life uh, who her husband is played by Jeff Stoltz, who was on that show that I fucking love Enlisted. Mm-hmm. And he segue is also having a reoccurring role on one of my fire shows right now on fire fucking the odd couple. I'm coming out in full support for the motherfucking odd couple. Nice. Uh, despite despite the corpse of Matthew Perry, uh, he's finally starting to like get he, okay. He's very distracting. He's very. Everyone else is trying to play this multicam sitcom as natural as possible, right. and doing a great job at it. And Matthew Perry's literally playing it like he's in the theater, like he's fucking projecting to the back of the room. <laughs> That's great. Like Tom Lennon will be, you know, going through a line, just, oh, yes, and then we'll go over here. And, oh, <laughs> you need to use a coaster. And he's like, but Felix, <laughs> I got to use my coasters for my jizz or something. I don't know, whatever. But he's like fucking projecting. It's like everyone else is being a normal human being. It's so. Were it's you not so, on a fucking sick? Uh, did what were. Do, you're the one who should have the best handle on this, asshole. If you really want to appreciate, like, good acting, good acting is very, we're very unnoticeable a lot of the time. Yeah. Good acting. And it's when you, like, really, like, pick up on somebody, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and but yeah. But otherwise, everyone else is, great. is, is making up so hard for 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 matthew perry it's and it's so amazing because they're all so great <laughs> also there was an episode recently that had brett gelman uh uh play a, a, a guest role on it and he had like this really great guest role on the series finale of mad men as well which was fucking hilarious and like in a good way, kind of took me out of it for a little bit. Okay. Because I'm sure most people don't know that we're watching Mad Men who Brett Gelman is. But, like, if you do, you're like, fucking Gelman. Um, so, yeah. And my show that was on the fence uh, might be making a little bit of a comeback. Watched The Comedians this week, this past week. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I think it's starting to go in, in a better direction. What's changed? Josh Gad and Billy Crystal are not antagonistic towards each other anymore, which was a huge detriment to that show. Yeah. When they're trying to undermine each other and backbiting and all that other crap. That's Um, usually an improvement in any situation. Just them working together. Yep. 
uh, was great. And in this particular episode, um, was an interesting episode as well, because uh, they realized that they had no minorities working on the show whatsoever. And so they realize this and they're like, we need to get a black writer. <laughs> we need and and uh, and yeah, and then black writer like writes this great sketch about these Klansmen and one has Tourette's. Cool. Uh, yeah, and they're just, again, they're just kind of like on the same page, and it just helps the show so much. And there's a great, you know, scene where they're just fucking playing with like Nerf guns, and they're just shooting each other in the hallway. Cool. And it's just, it's fun. It's playful. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> so, hopefully that's a good sign for the show. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, we do improv. We live in an improv city. That's a That's a pretty basic <clears throat> tenant, and a pretty good one. Just that conflict usually doesn't provide as much, what's the word I'm looking for? Just fuel for any creative endeavor as like we think it is. Most of the time it's like a fear reaction, Yeah, you know, to be antagonistic to one another. And it usually doesn't work very well. It's a lot better to just have a good relationship. And play together, you know, not just... Yeah, it's you know playing the sandbox, man. Also, <clears throat> don't guess. push the other one off the off the swings. Yeah, guess what I found? What'd you find? Oh my god! Oh, that's amazing! And yeah, based on the shadows in this picture, yeah, they definitely. We're gonna tweet were, this out. Oh yeah, this must have come out like second season of Mad Men, first season oh of Breaking god, Bad. That's amazing. What are we talking? Like <clears throat> maybe two thousand and seven? Oh eight. Oh eight. Breaking, yep. <clears throat> uh, Mad Men started oh seven. Breaking Bad oh eight. So that was either oh eight or oh nine. Yep. Um. Definitely yeah. tweet that out. Speaking of Twitter, fucking killing it on the on the segues. You Hell and man. I. Um. Shouts on Twitter. Uh. To the Mike and Joe show. Uh. Who like they have a segment on their show every week where they like listen to podcasts that you know are mutually following them and they followed us. Uh, they listened to the first episode and uh, the Heroes episode. Um, and and this is something that we might do. We might kind of go back and revisit episodes and stuff like that. Uh, it took exception to how harsh we were on Heroes. Yeah. Um, well. But yeah, thanks for listening and listening to your guys' show. Totally dig it. Yeah, thank um, you. So yeah, shout out to Mike and Joe show um, at Mike and Joe Pod on Twitter. Shout to K-Bot Super Dupes. Oh, her again. <laughs> uh, she she wrote to us, count me with the Cadle Segalers. Segalers. See, even reading it. It's like Katie Gal. Segalers. Gal. She wrote uh, G-A-L. G-A-L. Right. I think that's how it's spelled. <laughs> Not only was she a huge oh. part of Sons of Anarchy, she even sang for the show, too. For Sons of Anarchy? I I am um, immediately, immediately more intrigued by that sure. the, by that show now than I ever was before. I would think that every character on Sons of Anarchy <clears throat> hates singing. They're anti-singing. Yeah. Um, also, guys, I was partly named Kelly because of the popularity of Applegate's character on Married with Children. That so is that. true. That is true. Shout out to my sister Kelly 
And I guess actually my brother Tony, because he was the real married with children fan. He was like four. <laughs> but like any heterosexual person, he was in love with a, what, like a 19-year-old Christina yeah, Applegate. absolutely. Kelly Bundy. Yep. And there ain't no shame in that. I was almost named Bruce after Bruce Springsteen, so. Hell yeah. I was almost a Bruce Camalucci. You got to start whipping that out. Like, you got to just start, like, when you go out to bars and stuff. Hi, I'm Bruce. Bruce. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then lastly, uh, same Game Boy Color as Rich, Team Kiwi. And I think I chewed on the pink Power Ranger figurine and, uh, the most as an infant. So that's what she is. Um, yeah, I got to take a, I meant to take a picture of that uh, of my Game Boy Color. But yeah, Team Kiwi for real. Very cool. Um, also, watch Black Mirror. Oh, yes. We need to. We talked about that as one of the shows we wanted to get into. Uh, Stand the Dry Bear on Twitter. Uh, podcast with hashtag guest strangers continues on Picked Up. Neighbors moving furniture. Uh, that's been a trend recently uh, uh, between our upstairs neighbors moving furniture. Uh, there was a drunk history on Podswoggle recently where um, Mullet's downstairs or upstairs neighbor came down to tell me he was being too loud. Uh, and then on one of the more recent dilettante balls, uh, Spencer uh, picked up his pizza delivery order uh, while on the show. Okay, nice. Yeah. So good stuff there. Also, uh, an email that was mostly meant for Podswoggle, but he did it. John from Glasgow. Oh, wow. He, he has completed the, the journey, the quest, the odyssey that was the Podswoggle network. Um. We'll read the whole thing on on Podswoggle. Uh, it'll probably actually be during the live Podswoggle because that's going to be the next one next time we record. Yeah, uh, at Podslam fifteen, which we'll tell you a little bit more about uh, towards the end of the show. But some stats: the network as a whole has three hundred thirty nine episodes, sixteen point one days, three hundred eighty seven hours is the total of that. Twenty point six eight gigabytes of audio. Um, and he finished in just under six months. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and also as a PS, uh, from last week when we were, when we were, uh, bashing England, um, yeah. Uh, Rich and Robert, uh, you guys realize that Scotland is technically a part of Britain, but we're the cool part and no way responsible for the shitty British TV shows. I'm pretty sure. And I'm not going to go back to check this because I'm. Pretty sure. Pretty I like sure. This, yeah, I like that. Uh, that Preemptive. I said. That I said. Uh, 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 England, because uh, I do know that Scotland is part of the UK. Great Britain, yeah. But I specifically didn't mention the UK, and I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty sure too. I'm pretty sure we were going solely onto England because it's not yeah. like we were coming down on Wales too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could have. We could have. We totally could have. Fucking. I think they're Stop pretty mumbling people. whales. Th- oh, they're, they're sure. gorgeous. You can't understand a word out of their mouth. Yeah, I'm down with that. So I just had a, to, 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 but yeah, but, no, but yeah. we're on the same page, though. It sounds yeah. like we agree on generally the same thing. But yeah, I, I know. I know we know Scarlet. we're we not know. as, you know, not as dumb as you guys make us out to be. Yeah. You guys really like over to- here with our American party cups. Yeah, our red American party cups. <laughs> But I thought, I did think, though, that they don't like, I thought that basically every other member of the United Kingdom <laughs> doesn't really the like Kingdom. the English. Yeah. 
That's my understanding. I was trying to be diplomatic. Diplomatic about that. it, yeah. right? Exactly, and, and accurate to sentiment. Exactly, but I'm 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 pretty sure that's correct. Pretty sure. Yeah. So we're more than a half hour into the show, and we haven't picked a show right. yet. So let's so get to let's it. Let's do this. We're gonna pull up NetflixRoulette.net, the randomizer. It's gonna pull up a show now. Uh, if it's not available for streaming on Netflix, we are going to respin. We typically only like to respin about four times. Um, we get a little tired of having to come back here, but we will see what we get. Okay. Get my chest hair in there? Yeah, Rich yeah. is like rocking like the Studio 54 look. It's my Bruce look. Oh, Bruce. Bruce look. Hashtag Bruce look. Okay. <laughs> Undercover Boss Canada from 2012. Okay. <laughs> Netflix rating of 3.6. CEOs from 10 of Canada's biggest corporations stealthily join the ranks of their own unsuspecting workforce, going incognito among their employees to discover how things really work within their organizations. Might be the most excited I've been for a show. Yeah, in a while. Because it's going to just... I want it to just be the most fucking polite. Mm-hmm. Just empathetic, just just full of. There's gonna be like so much apologies. As soon as you hear that making title, the comedy censors go off, <laughs> and it's like, is this a show or is this SNL <laughs> sketch? Oh, that was another one I watched uh, the SNL season finale last night with Louis. It was good. Made some waves because Louis. Did what fucking Louis like should do. Real waves, like real waves. Like uh, he. What do you say? Uh, in the monologue, uh, he equated um, uh, uh, Israel and Palestine to his bickering daughters. Yes, and uh, 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 equated <laughs> uh, child molestation to uh, really liking candy bars. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, in like a brilliant Louis way, and sure. it was hilarious, and it said something. And like, you know, yeah, the sensitive people that don't have a fucking sense of humor and not even not that they don't have a sense of humor, but that they don't know how to see what the perspective is on this joke. Oh, yeah. It's just the 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 word goes off. You hit that flag as an appropriate button in your mind. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, no, no, we can't. It's like, we'll listen to exactly what he's saying. And he's not wrong. Uh, and then there was also apparently a controversial sketch of uh, uh, that was basically the premise of Louis speaking as a sassy black woman, um, at, which was a fucking hilarious sketch. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was super fun. Man, I'm so over everybody. Yeah, exactly. The, this world doesn't deserve comedy anymore. Uh, but again, everything that I see, like I, I would look it up on Twitter and and I feel like uh, the bet. The backlash of defending comedy is getting stronger to the backlash of comedy. Good. I I think so, you're right about I think you are right about that. Yeah. And I think people are really Corolla mentioned this. He's like, I think we're really finally starting to get a get to a point, not just about comedy, but just in everything, that we're yeah. we're over the PC police. Like, yeah. We're we're over it. It's like well, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Just shut and up. I think there's enough good like think pieces and just or not even think pieces, but good tweets and stuff. And comedians just finally fucking, like, sticking up for themselves yeah. to where it's just like, 
putting people in their goddamn place. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's watch Canada. Yeah. Let's check it out. We'll catch you here after the break. And we're back. And that's a streak of five in a row. In a one of the more disappointing unavailables we've had, there's no undercover boss Canada. Just regular undercover boss. Five seasons of it, I may add. For a show that started in, like, what? 2012, 2011? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Spinning again. Spinning again. This is a special as well. It's a, a, a Christmas Veggie Tales uh, special. So it's extra Christian-y. Extra christian Now, these these are just, like, things that we get that aren't going to work. That's fine. We'll respin. Yeah. But it's when we go to check something viable, that's going to count. So now we're at one. Yes. And one of the best Family Guy quotes ever. Everybody gets one. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Spider-Man? So, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a little perplexed at... This one, uh, Cake Boss, Next Great Baker. So I guess it's like a spinoff in this competition. Okay, so it's a Cake Boss, but competition series. In this competition series, Celebrity Baker, Buddy Velastro will push the contestants' baking skills to the limit through a series of sweet challenges at stake as a $50,000 cash prize and a chance to work side-by-side -side with Buddy at, at Carlo's Bakery. Um, Yeah, all right. I'd be, I'd be down. I'm, I'm going to put a dollar on it that it's not on Netflix. Yeah, for real. I am intrigued to actually, because I've never watched Cake Boss. I, I've, I've, my only experience with Buddy Velastro is Paul F. Tompkins' Cake Boss, not even impression, but character, um, which cool. is hilarious. It'll be finally great to put, uh, yeah, something to the fucking context. Yeah, Cake right. Bot Super Dupes is a huge Cake Boss fan. Cake so. Boss. All right. Okay, we'll catch you after the break. Okay, we're back. Obviously, there's no Cake Boss to the next Cake generation on Netflix, so we're going to spin again. We have a backup um, application or whatever at the ready. So. This is this is why we've got to stop saying Netflix roulette by name because they're fucking failing us. Yeah, and I'm pretty and they're not paying us, as Liz pointed out. And uh, yeah, pretty sure we're never going to get another fucking show ever again. Right. So not to mention, real quick criticism. We've never gotten a show older than like 2005. Um, we, I don't know, I'm getting a little irked with the, what yeah. we're getting. We got, in, we, we would get a few things that were like older, but they didn't count as like series. Right. So, all right. Here we go. Fucking don't fuck with me. That's a special Thomas and Friends, Thomas the Tank Engine. So we're really dodging some real bullets here. God damn it. Braxton Family Values from 2001. Songstress sisters Tony, Tracy, Tawanda, Trina, and Tamar Braxton open up their lives and their relationships and reveal a few surprises. Their mother, Evelyn, also stays involved in the triumphs and traumas of their daughters' lives. Yeah, Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart. That's all I got. Unbreak my heart. Nothing. Cool. All right, give it a shot. <sighs> Dear God. We'll be right back. I'm hoping it fails us on this one. Yeah. And we're back. Weird. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here picked up. We watch fucking pilot episodes. Right. They did have Braxton Family Values, but not the first two seasons. And it's season three. So I'm not going to make a judgment call off the third season of Everyone Braxton knows Family Values. It's the best season of Braxton Family Values. Yeah. I mean, I get why that's the only one available, but. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So 
We're heading over to another one. Allflicks.net. Um, sure. Uh, here we go. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the... Oh! <laughs> Alright, well. Uh, it's on the homepage of Netflix. Uh, Marvel's Avengers Assemble from 2013. There we go. After Iron Man persuades his fellow superheroes to reunite, the Avengers combine their skills to battle both longtime foes and deadly new villains. What are some of the voices? We have any uh, voices that I know? Not really. All right. Bumper Rogerson. Robinson. Bumper Robert. Robin. I can't fucking talk. Let's just do this. See you. And we're back. We just watched the pilot episode of Avengers Assemble. Yep, from 2013. Um, pitting, uh, uh, we're set in a world where the Avengers have been disassembled. Mm-hmm. Um, and the inciting incident is Captain America seems to have been killed or vaporized. So Tony Stark's like, well, I got to get him back together. Yeah, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this most of this because uh, this is like your your territory forte. My wheelhouse. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of comics. If you're just listening to this for the first time, so yeah, um, as we like to do, um, the story begins with a fight breaking out between Cap and Red Skull, his arch enemy, who has mysteriously reappeared. Um, I believe that was a thing, too, because Tony was yeah, like, oh, like, he's dead. He's supposed to be what's dead. So we have the reappearance of some older villains. We don't quite know what's going on. And then, yeah, it looks like uh, Captain America gets vaporized off the bat. Um, so Tony decides to recall all the Avengers, which includes himself, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Hawkeye for the time being. They make contact with a couple other characters who come in later. But yeah, um, this is very much based off of the movies. You know, this yeah. is pretty much like... Character ex- models, yeah. uh, all that. Like a, Almost like a direct translation. Yeah. 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 While not being canon, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... It's not like they reference this in the movies or anything. Right. Like... You know, so it's not like how like some of those Star Wars series are, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, no, 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 this is all like in line. They may make reference to this in the new movies, this or like they have made reference to this in the old movies. That's right, and so we are um, seeing it. But again, all the flavors still there, designs, mm-hmm. even like the um, the old grudges. Like we see a big Thor Hulk grudge at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. So. Um, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty quick plot in terms of what's going on. It moves very, very briskly. They recall everyone, and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna track down Cap, tracing his tachyons or whatever." Mm-hmm. And uh, then we realize that Black Widow is kind of tailing them. Mm-hmm. Literally, sure. she came in right when I was like making a note. No Black Wid. Literally halfway through Widow. We- but never mind. Oh, that's how it finished. <laughs> Boom. Oh, man. Can't do better than that. That's that's my corner right there. Yeah. Oh, a good I, one. Oh, yeah. Um, so also, Red Skull is working with MODOK, who is... MODOK is a big floating head in, like, a mm, chair. <laughs> what he is, is he is a creation from 
AIM, which is like a evil think tank. Okay. A lot of acronyms. AIM is Advanced Idea Mechanics, which actually make reference to an Iron Man 3, which is mm. a horrible movie in my opinion, and no good. And MODOK is an acronym that stands for mental or machine organism designed only for killing. Yeah. It was the 60s. It was just yeah. crazy characters. But like a classic retro villain. And so they are working together for to some ends. We're not exactly sure why. We think Captain America just got offed. But um, when the Avengers land somewhere in some Arctic setting, they discover this whole base, these Hydra agents, things like that, and continue to pursue Red Skull, Skull and MODOK. Um, and they find they find Cap alive, but he's not himself. In a classic, classic mind swap setup. Mm-hmm. Two bodies strapped to two tables, two platforms, and beams of thing of energy or what have you being transferred between them. Yep, v- like real by the book mind swap, which. <clears throat> was fun and refreshing because I had not seen it in so long. <laughs> I cannot remember the last time I saw your classic switched bodies yeah. idea, but that's what's up. Red Skull has taken Captain America's body, put his mind into it, and vice versa, because I guess Red Skull is dying from the serums and enhancements mm-hmm. that have been um, you know, aiding him all this time. Yeah. And I was kind of rolling my eyes at that uh, until, and like, with Red Skull being Captain America, until Captain America came out being Red Skull. I was like, all right, well, that's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah. You got, like, Cap's American accent coming out of, like, this, yeah. you know, the Nazi symbol of superiority. <laughs> Swinging punches and everything. So, yeah, um, more fighting is ensuing. They call for backup when things start to go very poorly. Mm-hmm. And we see Sam Wilson, also known as Falcon, who's in the second Captain America movie, which is an excellent movie. Finally watched it. Did you enjoy it? I very much enjoyed it. Okay. It's very good. Winter Soldier is solid. I mean, it is just very yeah. good. Um, um, yeah. And I just have to go on record. I've been on record as saying this before. I do like Iron Man 3 a lot. A whole okay. hell of a lot more than Iron Man 2. Really? I um, yeah, don't mean to insult you. but No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just a sucker for Shane Black Christmas movies, which is every Shane Black movie. Yes. so That's right. <laughs> cool yeah. things. Cool scenes. Um, so anyways, uh, they call in for reinforcements. So now we have uh, uh, and Black Widow comes and it steps sort of out of the shadows to aid them as well. So now we have combined, we have Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Falcon all fighting Modoc and Red Skull with mm-hmm. uh, Captain America hanging in the balance. Yeah. So what they managed to do is get Cap back into his right body and mm-hmm. Red Skull into his. And then Red Skull gets some sort of flash of inspiration. Yeah. And decides to, using Modoc's ability to control machines or whatever, to steal Captain America's armor. Yeah. And he christians himself Iron Skull. Iron Skull. And is that a thing? Because that's that sounds pretty cool. But is that a thing that's ever been done before? It is pretty cool. the The coolest, the biggest thing that I can think of is after a couple cataclysmic events, Norman Osborn, also known as the Green Goblin, 
took a hold of Iron Man and took he became mm. director of Shield. That was a very cool oh, storyline. Wow. Um, as with most Marvel storylines, I don't know how well it turned out. Well, but, that's also yeah. Sorry, but that's also just something I never thought of before: is Tony Stark and Norman Osborn in the same world together? Yeah, They're essentially like contemporaries, or you know, like in 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 the industry competitors. Oh yeah, Steve Jobs, you know, Bill Gates yeah. type thing. But yeah, um. That was very cool. Norman Osborn did a lot to be a very big bad guy without, you know, the wackiness in the costume, you know, yeah. almost just like a white collar douchebag. Yeah. You know, so that was pretty cool. That that did come up in the in the comic books. There's a storyline called Siege. But um, never anything specifically with like Red Skull. Not with or, Red Skull, no. Uh, Iron Skull. No, nothing like that. This is a dope metal name. It is. It is a really dope metal name. So yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, and at this point, um, Tony looks like he's kind of been like mortally wounded. Well, because it also ripped out the uh, oh his arc the, reactor. Yeah, his arc reactor. Yeah, which at go. this point, uh, you have to assume because it's still in there, he hasn't had the surgery done to take those metal bits out. Yeah, so he, still he still does need it to live. Wub 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 wub. His dubstep reactor. <laughs> But yeah, and then that's pretty much where the episode ends. It's like, oh, to be continued. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Tell me your thoughts. My stuff. My thoughts. Uh, like going into it, I was hoping it was gonna be a little bit more original. Yeah. A little bit more of a standalone thing. Uh huh. Instead of just another vehicle for the movies, which I get. Uh-huh. I get it. I totally understand the business decision behind it. And I, it's business. I would do the same thing. Business. But, you know, as far as, and for kids, kids, they'll probably eat it up. It's a way to make more toys in between movies. I get it. What have you. But being an adult that can form, you know, like adult thoughts, just like I see through it. So because I get it, I also, again, see through it. So I just uh, automatically and maybe unfairly had kind of like just checked out against it and just wasn't expecting much from it. And I didn't get much from it except for those two cool moments of Captain America being in Red School's body, Red Red School, Red Skull's body and the Iron Skull thing, which is pretty cool. Um, Aside from that. It was just like a lot of action set pieces. Uh, I wasn't particularly impressed by the animation. Um, let's see. I noticed that this episode was written by Man of Action. Yeah, I don't know what's going Fuck on. Fuck you. I don't know. Don't, don't fucking do. Who are you? The fucking Mick G of animation? Yeah. Fuck you. Pretty gay. Uh, let's see. Um, it was like. And. While we're on writing, it was trying to be at points just as quippy mm-hmm. as as Avengers is, so it made me appreciate that more. Yeah. Uh, but this was definitely falling flat on that. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I liked Hawkeye's vocal performance. Uh, I was a little confused by Hulk because, like, Hulk was just Hulk the whole time. While also having like fully formed sentences and, and conversation. That'll I, get into. That to me is one of the only other interesting parts of this. So that is a thing. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, uh, but like the worst vocal performance was by your fucking lead character, Tony Stark. No. That guy sucked. He sounded to me like it was like 15. I don't know. Something was yeah. off. Yeah. It was just flat. It was just bad. It was really bad. You got to think you're, you're, you're the cartoon iteration or whatever of a character being played by Robert Downey yeah. Jr. That is basically the lifeblood of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. This is, is Robert Downey Jr. holding up. Robert Downey Jr. is a cornerstone. Yeah. Not Iron Man, not the Iron Man, the film, not the character. Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. is a cornerstone of the Marvel empire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, built on the backs of RDJ and John Favreau. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fucking, um, so that was kind of disappointing, Yeah, you know, to just see just such a, a fucking flat performance, like no attempt one way or the other. Like, I'd be fine with them not getting just a Robert Downey Jr. impersonator, but get somebody to fucking make it a dynamic performance. Yeah. This was just like somebody's first read, like yeah. somebody's first pass at it. So that was kind of disappointing. So yeah, I mean, overall, I wasn't too... I don't know. I don't. I wasn't too impressed by it, and I don't see it being able to take many sort of cool tur- turns and chances because it is attached to something so viable, and so they have they can't like go wild with things, and they have to stay kind of close to the script. Whereas, just as an example of something else that we've gotten on picked up, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Young Justice, there wasn't any sort of pressing need or or ulterior motives for making that show. And as such, it was its own show. Yeah. And it was fucking great. I still need to watch season two of that. Yeah. Um, so that's just like an example, you know, or like when you were mentioning that you watched Justice League from 2003. You know, they, they weren't, there weren't really many work plans in the works for like a Justice League series or anything like that. They were just making an animated series on Justice League, just kind of rebooting it. That's right. Um, you know, we were still two years away from Batman Begins, even. So, yeah, I, I, again, I understand the business, uh, uh, motivations behind it, but it's not going to make for a show that's going to keep a more mature viewer. Absolutely. I was going to, it's actually going to cut in right after your first paragraph, maybe. Uh, but it, I didn't mean that. Any yeah, that's away. fine. That's fine. But I completely agree. Yeah. Basically on every level, you know, you know me as like a fan and everything. Yeah. But um, the points you hit on in it being clearly just unoriginal or just completely tied to the material of the films and just kind of uninspired um, I'm just feeling uninspired right it now. It is disappointing, and yeah. the like you said, basically the the checked out feeling uh, that was basically built on action set pieces, yeah. much like the films. And yeah, I have to agree. The coolest moments, again, like you said, are like more of the the interesting sort of character moments, things that we're not going to see in a film, you know, but that uh, that were interesting. Again, the Hulk thing. Um, and again, it's been a long time, so I'm probably pretty rusty. But Hulk's gone through a lot of different iterations. Yeah. And one is like the Savage Hulk, which is like a combination of Banner's intelligence and Hulk's body. 
and but more of a personality in between the two kind of like Mm -hmm. it's very interesting version of the character so i did like that a lot this was not just like a screaming monster this was kind of like a plotting um intelligent they make reference to that in the first film though kind of when he beats up loki yeah and calls him a puny god they make reference that he's yeah he's not completely checked out in there there's there's yeah there's some something going on yeah up there some there's a couple lights on yeah um yeah i know i hate to say it it just it was not good it saddens me because um i grew up with batman the animated series which was entirely well okay it was it was very much financially motivated and mm-hmm. and built off of the backs of the successful tim burton films but mm-hmm. such a passion project yeah that produced a wholly original quality work of art and i think was tremendously important to my my sense of appreciation and just like my interest in these things but if and if, was given a chance to have its own aesthetic too oh yeah which this didn't have. No. This was modeled directly off of the movies. Like, directly. And if this is what you're going to get, I feel bad for the young kids who just, like, this is what they're going to get. They're not going to get that quality. You know, like you said, I'd much rather they watch Young Justice, yeah. you know, and get it, get all those great things than just a, just a cash grab. Yeah. Which, again, from a business perspective, like, I get you want to satiate them until the next movie. Um, it's the same reason why there's, you know, a Kung Fu Panda series, why there's a, a, a How to Train Your Dragon series. Yeah. Uh, to, to keep it relevant and keep it in the front of, you know, a, a child's mind instead of, you know, in the back and forgetting it. Um, and really, the whole point of cartoons after like 1980 was to sell merchandise mm-hmm. like, and I get that. I get that 100%. I'm not knocking it. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. It felt handcuffed. Hey, look, I love comic books, but I, I really didn't care after about yeah. the first five minutes. I hate to say it, but yeah. it's the truth. There was another Avengers, um, cartoon, like in the early two thousands. I never got to watch it really. But it had some interesting stuff. It had Vision in it. And in the comics, Vision is actually... They pattern his brainwaves off of this other Avenger. This Avenger named Wonder Man, who's basically killed after his first outing. But Ultron uses his brainwaves to create Vision. Hmm. But then Wonder Man comes back. And there's this really big identity crisis of... Well, we thought you were dead, and now his brain's kind of based on yours, and his vision, is he you, or is he himself? Like, it, it gets into some pretty trippy Long stuff. Long story short, yeah, are bad. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but just interesting stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Or if you want, you could always just do us the favor of... I mean, I appreciate that they used Modoc. You know, mm-hmm. not that, that that would ever translate into a film very no. well. And I'm but... sure there'll there'll be others that pop up. Yeah, more what's with stuff. the um, what's with like the two parters all the time, and the especially two parters that don't feel like they need to be two parts. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, well, because they're probably premiering them both back to back, and it's just incentive to just hold over the viewership. Yeah, from a programming perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so there's also like so many goddamn like they just keep pumping these out. 
Yeah. Because like not only is there this Avengers Assemble series, but I know there's also like an Iron Man series. I feel like there's 15 different Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. They make animated series. They make standalone animated films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it becomes a lot to try to keep up with at a certain point. I made the same, uh, uh, you know, sort of comment the first time we went to Chicago comics, just like looking around and it's like, I, I understand I'm a collector of things, not a big collector, but I understand wanting to have a complete series or set. Mm -hmm. I understand wanting to have it all. Yeah. Uh, or, or trying to acquire the best bits. Yeah, like a completist. And then just looking around and just going like, you n you never finish. Because no. they just keep pumping out more. Do you know, it, well, just like Rich picked up a very interesting, very fun Ghostbusters Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think in the back they showed some of the variant covers. Yeah. They mean, that in itself is, there's a huge... And I see uh, them all and yeah. I was like, I want every one of those covers eventually right. one day. But it's like, I'm not... I can't. Unless you're a fucking eccentric billionaire, you can't. Oh, no. Especially a lot of them, they start changing the print runs and they make them like retailer incentives. Yeah. So basically the retailer has to buy 100 copies of the normal version to get one of the variant. So yeah. the variant's like $50. But, and you know, it's this, It's kind of like a metaphor. Different cover, same story. Exact same contents as the other version yeah you know so mm -hmm. it's like this illusion of hey it's different hey this is but it's not um i don't know it, it is it's sad and again as a fan and having seen avengers not more than two weeks ago at this yeah. point it's it's kind of getting to a breaking point i'm just i'm kind of getting very disinterested <laughs> it's just there's just so fucking much so much which i think I is, uh, that they didn't know that uh, and that's the other thing. Like as an adult, it's just like there's so many movies. I'm I don't I'm good with the movies. Yeah. Uh, and that is kind of a cool thing that they have that Marvel has done with the movies is they're different. For the most part, a lot of them are, are like genre pieces. You yeah. know. So that's why, even though it's a Marvel movie, like an Iron Man movie has a different tone than a Captain America movie, except mm -hmm. for maybe this next one. Uh. Uh. Thor has got a different vibe than, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a completely different vibe uh, than I'm sure, like, you know, Ant-Man will still be com comedic, but it's going to be a, a different tone to it. Yeah. You know, so that's that's at least acknowledging that it can all just be, like, so fucking much. Yeah. Um, And Avengers, yeah, overall has kind of, like, a, a different tone than the rest of them. So, like... At least they're trying to make different movies within this thing, but eventually they're all are going to kind of blend into this amorphous type yeah. blob, probably. Yeah, I'm. I with I don't know what to think with as much as they have. Um, whereas just DC is just starting <laughs> right off. Yeah, just like yeah, they're all going to be the same. I know. I don't know. Um, it's 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 weird. It's been like a fun decade, but it's just. It's building to like that. It's like the bubble. Yeah. It's just a bubble. It's yep. inflating more and more and more. It's uh, that said, though, like you, there's going to be a lot of good stuff still coming out. And right. I think it relies on that change in tone. I do think Captain America 3 is going to be great. I think that Ant-Man will be very good. Mm -hmm. That Guardians 2 will be at least fun and refreshing. Yeah. 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 
and Daredevil. I mean, uh, again, complete genre shift. I mean, the darkness and the greediness of that, very fun. Yes. Yeah, again, yeah, you're right, another genre. Yeah. Uh, So I do not pick it up. Good call. Neither do I. All right. I've seen way too much quality to, you know, not be able to recognize that this was done for a lot of the wrong reasons. Yeah. Again, if you're watching this and you're over the age of nine, you're just watching it because you'll take anything labeled Avengers. Um, if, exactly. And, and if, if you're you going to do that, think, read a comic book. Right. Read a comic book. Or if you want to do, if you do want to watch something in this genre, that style, watch Young Justice. Yeah. Expose yourself to more of the shit you're not going to see. I mean, if anything else, if I could just give one change, it's like, I already know all these fucking people. Like, give me a different yeah. set of Avengers, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's basically, spoiler alert, but that's basically what they do at the end of, of this one. Of, yeah. Of the second film, you know? Mm-hmm. Time to switch it up. Yeah. So, all right, you marks. All righty. here. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you guys are an integral part to the life of this show and this network. Uh, we really appreciate it. You can do us a couple favors that really mean a lot to us first and foremost please subscribe you can find us through itunes or through stitcher and rate and review us that is a huge huge help to us you can get in touch with us a number of ways you can find us on facebook by searching picked up podcast you can email us um, at the email address picked up podcast at gmail.com and finally our, our favorite way you can tweet us at picked up pod Richard, what, what all is going on? Throw it down on us one more time. All right. This weekend, it's finally upon us. This coming May 23rd. 23rd. At the Bug House That's Theater. Right, Monday's 25th. Yes. At the Bug House Theater, May 23rd. Also live streaming on podswoggle.com slash podslam. It's podslam2015. Podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure. Connor's Cure, an amazing benefit started by the WWE to uh, uh, basically help eradicate uh, not just pediatric cancer, but cancers uh, all in the same, while also uh, providing uh, uh, materials and like art supplies for these kids. And uh, it's just such an amazing cause. We're going to be podcasting for 12 straight hours. Uh, uh, if you're in Chicago, come on by. Tickets for most shows are $5, $10 for two of the other shows. You can find all the details at givetochildrens.org slash podslam15. You could also find us in the event on Facebook. Just search Podslam Podcast Marathon. Uh, Twitter at Podslam15. We have some amazing shows, some amazing guests. Uh, general Admission, a WBEZ podcast uh, that's going to be going on at 8 o'clock, uh, has a couple very special guests, one of which is a local stand-up comedian, um, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Erica Nicole Clark, otherwise known as Mr. T's Daughter. Say what? What what? Uh, so that's going to be an awesome show. Uh, uh, and again, it's just going to be an awesome show throughout the day. We're going to have prizes, uh, special guests, uh, auctions. Uh, we're going to be raising money. We're going to try to hit that $2,000 mark for Connor's Cure. Uh, we also have half day passes and all day passes. Get a jump on those passes if you're going. 
because uh, again, we're going to have prizes and stuff for certain games that we're going to play in between shows. And that is going to be our contestant pool is pulling from those all day pass holders, half day pass holders. So all day pass is $45. Half day pass is 25. Save some bucks and win some prizes. Uh, we got prizes that just showed up uh, from highspots.com. Uh, they, they threw us a couple things and mullet told me specifically not to open the box. So I am going to be just as surprised as you guys are, uh, when, when we get there, we're also going to be, um, uh, 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 auctioning off a few Connor, the crusher shirts as well, provided by pro, uh, uh pro wrestling tees and one hour tees.com. Uh, uh, very gracious, uh, graciously provided uh, by them. We're also going to have a uh, uh, Cheesy's food truck. Yep, that's going to be there. Cheesy's. If you're in Chicago, you know Cheesy's. It's delicious grilled cheese joint, and their food truck is off the chain. Uh, so they're going to be there from noon to nine p.m. serving up those delicious sandwiches off the griddle. And uh, uh, that's what I should have said. They're not off the chain. They're off the griddle, dog. There you um, go. <laughs> and. Uh, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And if you can't, and again, if you can't make it potswoggle.com slash podslam, and you can listen along and you can donate at give to children's.org slash podslam 15. Also, yeah. Follow the social media accounts. We're going to be on social media all day. Uh, we're going to have a vine set up Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, or probably meerkat actually. Uh, no, 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 no. Periscope. What is that? Uh, Periscope is just basically you can live stream video from your Twitter. Okay. Yeah. If I was like 15 and that was a thing, I'd be in a lot of trouble because I would I live stream a lot of horrible things that I shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, And yeah, uh, obviously Twitter, all the stuff, all of it. You know it. All the wonderful stuff. Yes. Well, heck yeah. That is gonna kick ass. I'm very excited. Uh, on a, a on a personal note, uh, you know, it's just gonna be great to have the rest of the Swoggles. I'm sorry, <clears throat> the Swoggle Squad here, or at least uh, two of my favorite members. Uh, three. Wait a minute, he's coming too, Widen. Uh, Widen is all Whitten but is confirmed. Gummy. He's gonna let nice. us know. He'll let us uh, let us know by the uh, uh by by the time this episode drops well heck yeah. yeah yeah this is gonna be excellent it's gonna be excellent please come on out that's a fun part of town too so come on out come yes. early stay late it's gonna be great hell yeah buddy uh also if you're of age because we will be carding uh byob oh wonderful for wonderful yeah get your libations on yeah big shout out to rich here i'm very proud of rich he's really put together a super impressive lineup all the organization it's taking yeah, man, kudos to you. I appreciate that, but I have had a lot of help and a lot of enthusiasm. Like, we wouldn't be able to do this if people didn't actually, like, want to be a part of it. So, oh, hell yeah. kudos all around, that's okay. for sure. Well, everybody, that about wraps it up for us, except for personal plugs as well. Uh, do you have uh, personal uh, handles, plugs? Uh, we can actually, um, uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, uh, personally, at Rich Cami on Twitter, at Rich Cami Four on Instagram. You could also find the audiobooks that I've narrated on Audible.com. Search Rich C A and Camelucci will populate in there. There you go. Um, yeah, good books. Uh, uh, getting some good reviews on those, so I think they're definitely. I th- I, I I think they're worth taking the time. An audiobook is a is a long term commitment. Sure. And yeah, I th- I think they're worth taking the time to 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 
seek out and listen to. Take up trucking <laughs> so you can get your audiobooks in. And you can get really into speed. Speed? Audiobooks? Isn't it lucrative? Can you? It can be lucrative. Trucking? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a reason why people do it. Trucking podcast. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, schedule permitting, but it's sounding like it might be a possibility. Uh, at the nine o'clock time slot, yeah, pods of Pod Slam, we're gonna have an all star podcast rumble. We're still hammering out the details of how this is gonna work, but uh, uh, representing picked up, uh, Robert will be in that show yes. as well as other uh, uh, personalities from shows throughout the day. Yes, that will be a definite. That is definitely okay, so we can lock uh, that for in. the for the nine right. o'clock slot for sure. Yeah. Potentially, uh, you might be able to find me there earlier helping out. Uh, enjoying the festival or the <clears throat> I'm sorry, enjoying the festivities as a whole. Uh, but definitely for that, yeah, I will we'll be there. Yeah, representing this wonderful show. Uh, I, I and in my heart, I wanted to have picked up as like a its own slot in the festival. Sure, but at the same time, like with people actually submitting, I didn't want to like nudge anyone out. Oh, sure. For in favor of our own show while at the same time, like all these shows totally deserve to be in it's, we got nothing but awesome shows. Oh yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that there are so many great shows that could, that could uh, be a part of this. Yeah, so absolutely. But you got to hold it down. Oh, I will. In I got a rest. I got a wrestling shirt. I got perfect wrestling shirt. There you go. Hell yeah. I don't know the other people, but you also might be in the best wrestling shape. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to check it out. These Chicago winters are pretty hard on the body, but uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of active. But yeah, no, oh, that'll be excellent. So yeah, you can you can find uh, me. Well, I mean, you will you be moderating or will you be part of things or? Uh, not quite sure. I might be okay. moderating. It depends on if uh, who's representing Podswoggle in that uh, in that show. So okay. I still got to hammer out the details on that. But okay. uh, I'll, I'll probably be involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. You can definitely get your dose picked up along with all the other shows on the uh, Arcade Audio or Podswoggle Network. Podswoggle Dark. Network's for now. Podswoggle still... Network. <laughs> we can take that out and post. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is wonderful. You can find me on Twitter at mbravo, mbravo. And I made an Instagram yeah, he did. You can find me on Instagram at real.rob.bravo. And I have, I've yet to put something out, but this is going to be way easier. And I like this way more. I've also deactivated my Facebook because I'm just fucking sick of it. I'm so sick of, I don't know. So I've just mismatched my feed to the point that I don't get anything good anymore. Oh, dude. The other day, I just was on the train going through my Facebook feed. And I was like, every baby. I'm unfollowing this person. Now, what is this thing? Did they do a thing where, like, when you add a friend, you start following them? Because I'm noticing yeah. it's all the people that are more recent ads that I don't care about. Yeah. I see all their crap. And you can, um, I mean, I think it kind of, like, retroactively went back and just you're following everybody. And, okay. and depending on, like, what you usually look at, it uses, like, like kind of like how Google tailors your search results. It's kind of something like that. So if you just start like going through and like unfollowing people, you're still their friend, but you don't see their kids. Okay. Which is a sad. I like. I did that. I, I kept doing it. It was just like everyone's got up. Oh my god. No, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you can also just like follow people as well without being their friend, which is interesting. I guess I. I don't think I've done that. But yeah. yeah. Um. But anyways, you can find us yeah. or find Sorry. me there. 
and yeah, keep an eye out. It's good to unplug from Facebook every once in a while. And oh, yeah. it's good that you like some people just get really dramatic about it and just delete it. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're gonna be back. Right. And it's gonna like it's gonna be a pain in the ass. There's nice memories, there's really nice photos on exactly. there. Exactly. My friends and yeah, everything. It's a record book. It is. It is like a big scrapbook. But yeah, I think that about does it for All us. Right. So <laughs> that random Facebook. I don't, I don't know where that came out. No, it was good. It was good. Good chat. As always, thank you so much, everyone, for myself, Robert, for Rich. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for picking us up. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.